Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. I think I'm going to need a hey, man, L tonight, Mike. After all the drama that's been going on today, Jalen Carter uh, on his way back to Athens and uh, issued a couple of misdemeanor warrant arrests today as far as uh, being at the combine. This news came down this morning. We've been talking about it all day. We're going to continue to talk about it. Um, Our buddy, Chip Towers, just came out, Mike, and uh, wrote a nice piece, but he's talking about all these incidents. And this is what we were talking about with Connor Mm -hmm. Riley. and, And, you know, the headline is simple. Isn't it time we heard from Kirby Smart? I don't disagree with him on this. I, I can't. I cannot uh, look. I, I know the Georgia fans right now. Some are really freaking out. Some are kind of in denial that this won't be a big story. It's going to be a big story, guys. But yeah, I mean, and I understand for those for younger audience, we'll talk about it. The history, of the Jan Kemp thing, which was about players basically getting their grades forced through and being eligible, and that was a huge blank storm back in the day at UGA, and that's why some people feel that the AJC gets their mean on for Georgia, and I can't speak to that. I just think this is just simply information that's available and they've got it and I think any good news gathering source would say there's some strangest things here going on about you know just why it was so slow rolled by police that there was another vehicle involved now by the letter of the law it's not a collision it's not a two-car incident it's still a one-car incident but the, the, the obviously Carl there's a lot of strange things around it to unpack involving Jalen Carter yeah I, I think Mike we've talked a lot about accountability over the last week and a half this is no different but this is no different for me. I mean, you know, you want to know the story and how this all played out and who was involved and what happened and what are the consequences of the actions that people were involved. This is simple to me. I mean, if, if the AJC does the proper investigation and their facts are correct and they've done the research, this is what this story is. And now, you know, guys that cover this team, Connor K. Riley was honest with us. You'll hear it coming up next hour from Dog Nation. And, and you know, we respect Chip Towers. He comes on our show as well. I think, you know, all these guys that cover the team, Mark Bradley, I think this is an article by Mark Bradley. Right. He's an, uh, a columnist for the AJC. I don't think they're, they're saying anything wrong. Nobody's firing Kirby. Nobody's no. running it. He's unbelievable. It's hard to run these programs. You're dealing with all these personalities and these different players and these parents and all the stuff. And now at NIL and the transfer portal and you're dealing with all these things. It is hard. That's why these guys make the money they make. Yes, he is paid to win on the field, but you can't just dismiss when things happen off the field with players that are in your program or in and around your program. You just can't. Now, again, you I, to me, and, and Connor brought this up earlier from Dog Nation, look, Stetson Bennett is now an adult. He's, it's not like we were talking about a guy, well, the indiscretions of a 19- or 20-year-old. He's a 25-year-old who got blotso trying to find his VRBO in Dallas, and he's now technically an independent contractor. He don't work for Georgia. He's not playing for Georgia. He's not on scholarship. He's gone. So, I mean, if you want to link that, I mean, that he had an embarrassing moment with what happened the night of the, after the national championship, look, 
a woman was behind the wheel, and it's a tragedy because she was so young. It's two, two young people got killed because someone shouldn't have been behind the wheel. But when you've got, as you said, all this cumulative stuff starting to add up, people will get with the program, I mean, literally and figuratively, and get after it. And that's what I think you're going to get on a national level because this is the first team that's got back-to-back championship, and you just said it, in the NIL era. Yeah. And as I, like we've talked about it for guys who missed it. I don't get holier than thou. I mean, guys like to drive cars fast, but you can't do that on a surface street, and you sure as hell can't do it if you're overserved. What some people are going to say, again, let's just put two and two. Some people are going to say, the police call the fixer. The, uh, all of a sudden, the police chief says, hey, so-and-so is coming down from the program. Yeah. The pro- now, what does that mean? Some guys will say, well, did he reach out to Jalen Carter? And if Jalen Carter was intoxicated, sober him up before he spoke to the police. Again, I'm not saying I'm saying that, but there's going to be people who are going to be saying that. Brian Gann is the coach that we're talking about, that he has an official duty with the Georgia Bulldogs, has for a very long time, and has been here since Kirby got here. This is what he does. Um, we're going to talk more about it coming up here in 10 minutes. Let's hear from Terry Fontenot. Are you convinced completely that, again, we are not in the quarterback business, right? Are you? Well, Terry Fontenot was talking about bringing in more quarterbacks. Now, when he says this, is he talking about drafting? Or is he talking about going out and acquiring somebody via free agency? I think we're going to get some retread to sit there and hold a clipboard and hope that Ritter just continues to grow into the job. Here's Terry Fontenot, the general manager of the Falcons. We're still evaluating and going through that process um, and want to be real uh, straightforward about Desmond and and how positive um, everything is with him and and, and how much we appreciate Desmond and how excited we are about him. But we're not going to close any doors. We do. We need to add to that position, um, free agency, the draft, um, both. And um, we won't box ourselves in the corner and say specifically what we're trying to bring in, but um, we, we want to continue to make the team better, and we're definitely going to bring in some quarterbacks. All right. So they're appreciative of Desmond Ritter, mm-hmm. and they want to be positive about that because, again, if you say right now <clears throat> we're not convinced that he's going to be the guy, you completely crush that. Right. Um, so he doesn't say that. But he says both, Mike. We'll bring in more quarterbacks. We're bringing in more guys into that room. It does leave the door open little bit for them to maybe draft a guy it does i I gotta be honest i think when we are going into camp later this summer i think it's going to be somebody like a teddy bridgewater or a jacoby Brissett making less than what mariota made last year okay and uh and and hopefully that's how the 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 cookie will crumble and you'll have a steady you know if not spectacular backup Brissett might be the guy i'd be looking for right now and then uh, you you want to take a flyer on somebody in the sixth or seventh round so be it but you're not going to dedicate a higher pick unless there's somebody that some strange set of circumstances falls into like the first or the high second, right? Well, I mean, they, it sounds. I mean, let me let me they, ask you. Arthur did say no. Everyone's going to earn their keep here, but I still think Ritter's the guy they've earmarked for the job. Well, listen, I, I want to believe that too, but I also just know that when these teams start working on stuff, Mike, and if somebody thoroughly impresses you, they're not going to listen. Somebody could blow their blow doors. Let's just say it's Anthony Richardson, and you can pick your guy. It will Evans. I don't care who you who you pick, and he blows doors, and they go, man, he's really impressive. Here's the deal. If the Bears are thinking about trading Justin Fields, you're going to tell me the Falcons couldn't think about drafting another oh, no. quarterback? No, I mean, that's – I'm just asking yeah. you. No, I mean, like, now the Fields thing is its own unique kind of thing because I would be curious – I'd love to know what the ask is. i kick the tires on that. Some people say they've seen enough of Fields. I think Fields is – I don't think Fields is even close to scratching the, the surface. I mean, no, reaching I. his potential. No. I think there's things out there, and I think a good coach like Arthur Smith, 
I, I think it gets certainly more out of him. I'm not making excuses for Fields. They've had some really lame coaches in Chi-Town, and Nagy is better served being Andy Reid's, you know, number two. But I'd still be – I'd be hella interested in if Justin Fields was on the trading block. I, I agree. But, it, like, it's out there. We can't just go, well, Falcons would never do that. The Bears have the first pick, and they're talking about mm. this. And he has a bigger sample size than the quarterback we are all ta- wanting to believe in. And yet you're going to say, well, no, the Falcons wouldn't do that. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We think we know, but we don't know. Terry Fontenot also talked about, Mike, the goal is to get our interior better. He admits it. He says it. What's he going to do about it? Well, you always want to prioritize your front, (laughs) right? right? You always want to prioritize up front. Mm -hmm. And whether you're talking about O-line, D-line, that's always going to be important. Now, how you do that, that doesn't mean they all have to be top paid guys right. or that doesn't mean they all have to be top draft picks. You want to find the right guy. So we, we do. We, we, we want to be a, a tough, physical, competitive team, and, and we want to prioritize the front. And, yet you still have to – it is. It's a total picture, man. So we got to make the, the whole team better. It's a complimentary game. By the way, Terry Fontenot, full interview online uh, with Andy and Randy as he talked to those guys. Last but not least, we got a lot of cap space. We all, can you imagine, like, seriously, just walking in and going, you've got $70 million to spend, and you can pretty much go after any particular free agent you want to go after because I think we right now we have the second most amount of money. Here's what he said about having that amount of cap space and the work to do. Clearly we have a lot of cap space, and clearly we have a lot of flexibility. That was a part of the plan. This is the phase we're in. But we have to be cautious because we're not trying to get instant credibility or win a press conference or um, – we want to make sure that that we're bringing in the right types of players for our building, and and that's gonna. We have a lot of work to do. When you have a lot of cap space, there's a reason you have a lot of cap space. That means you have a lot of work to do. We have to add to every position, every phase. So we just want to make sure we have the right discipline again, not just outside the building, but inside the building as well. And we're doing the right things. We have to set parameters because if we don't, then we could get ourselves in a bind. So so yeah, we, we need to add a lot. And um, we just want to make sure we go through the process in the right way and focus on the right kind of people. We have to focus on uh, our, our makeup and, 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 and not, not compromise that at all. I mean, I, I get where he's coming from, but I think a guy like Javon Hargrave kind of fits the bill. Just came off a Super Bowl you know, championship, and this guy, you know, a, a performance in a Super Bowl, and this guy's 30 years of age. He's already played in another one, and the dude is a stud. And he's 30, so he's at the right spot where yeah. you can give him that money. And then if you want to go, if you if you stick with Lorenzo Carter, I don't think you stick with Lorenzo Carter. I go after Arden Key. Didn't we talk about that we last did. week? We did. That's a name out there. But, again, the point we're getting to is you've got to be judicious. You can't just sit there and go, everybody gets, like your Oprah, you get a car and you get a car. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to be smart about how you go because all of a sudden you're going to look up and now, yeah, it will go. I think that's, I maybe I'm guilty of that as a fan, not realizing how quickly it will go and how it'll get gobbled up quickly if you start doing the things he's talking about. Yeah, and again, I'd rather spend smartly than just spend to spend, which is what he's talking about. Franco gets mad at me, says, stop! Ritter's our guy. Out of the top ten teams in the draft that have picks, when you look at them right now, you could arguably say eight need quarterbacks if you really wanted to examine it. And, and that includes right. us because, again, there's no guarantee. Franco, until Arthur Smith says, this is our guy, he's not our guy. I know we got to catch a break. We'll talk, we'll talk about it in addition to the big story. If 
Now Jalen Carter falls to the Falcons at eight. Not knowing the rest of the story, do you still engage? I mean, obviously we'll have some time between now and the draft. Yeah. But all of a sudden, somebody who you thought was untouchable is now here. But can he play in Atlanta in light of the circumstances? Some would ask. All right. We'll discuss it when we come back. It is part of our strong arm story of the day because, guys, he was at the scene and we didn't know it. It's Dukes and Bell. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. All right, I've been talking with Franco here on social media. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports What's up? Radio 929 the game. No, Franco's cool, man. He, you know, he he's uh he's just upset that, you know, I, I keep saying the Falcons could could bring in a quarterback. I just want to look at this and then I want to answer your question about Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. And we were gonna get you caught up on this story as well. But the Bears, let's just just look at the top ten picks, okay? We think the Bears, right now, I think the Bears might trade this pick, okay? I don't think they trade Justin, but I think they trade the pick. But whomever is going to be picking first is going to be going quarterback. And it could be the Houston Texans who move up one. It could be the Indianapolis Colts. It could be the Seattle Seahawks. It could be the Detroit Lions. And you're going to say, wait a minute, they've got Jared Goff. They do. But I don't know if they feel like they've got the quarterback long-term of the future. Goff is good. Ben Johnson, their coordinator, has been good. But the reality is, is this your long-term future franchise quarterback? They could be in the quarterback business. The Raiders are. We could be at eight. Carolina needs to be. The only team that's not are the Philadelphia Mm. Eagles, Mike, and the Arizona Cardinals. That's the top ten. So that's what makes this crazy if there is a run on quarterback. So, Franco, I just that's my thing about I'm not going to count it out until draft night and when when we hear the name and I go, whew, okay, this means we are totally locked in on Desmond Ritter. But that's what we were talking about. As far as Jalen Carter, um, Mike, you said if he falls, right? If he right. he has projected guys to be a top three pick potentially, depending on the teams, as we said, with, with trades. Um, today we found out that Jalen Carter was at the scene the night of the tragedy that happened mm-hmm. in January that took the lives of a teammate and um, Miss LaCroix. Mike, he was there. And originally he said he wasn't there. And then, you know, there's this thing about they were racing and how fast they were going. And then he had to come back to the scene. And why did he leave the scene? There's all these questions. And Jalen Carter is going to have to answer those. But if you're saying to me that the, let's just say we stay at eight. Right. And the Falcons are picking at eight. And you're telling me that Jalen Carter's there, Mike? I got to take him. I got to take him. See, this goes back. And, I, again, I know it's a little bit different. Uh, Danny Heatley was behind the wheel, the former star, uh, you know, top pick of the Thrashers. And, and again, was one of the big stars in the NHL at the time. And uh, was driving his Ferrari on Lennox, and he got uh, sideways, and, he, and his teammate got killed, Danny uh, Snyder. And uh, they plea bargained a deal. But it just the pressure for Heatley was it, was it just was too much here in Atlanta. And it just seemed, as, as Don Waddell at the GM said at the time, he just he couldn't be here anymore. See, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's a different scenario for – a guy like Jalen Carter, because we're again, we we're, we'll get to hear more of his side of the story. I know the first side again. We go with what we know. It's a lot of stuff that kind of makes you go, hmm, kind of scratches your head. Mm-hmm. And you know, if somebody could say, this is where it gets interesting. If somebody at that apartment complex could actually identify him as actually getting out of the vehicle, looking at the scene, and leaving it. Now, even though technically that's not leaving the scene of an accident because he did not cause the accident, because technically he never made contact with the vehicle that lost control. It's still something that I think most people would look at and go, that's pretty sketchy. If you got your teammates in a car that's twisted like that and you're gone, I don't know. But uh, purely from the football side of things, it would be the equivalent of Warren Sapp falling to the Buccaneers. It's true. The year he was drafted. It's true. Um, I don't want to, again, I use this word a lot today because it's so easy to just say, well, listen, the football is what matters for us. 
Meaning, if the Falcons get their hands on a player of this caliber, it's all that matters. But I don't want to dismiss what he's done or, or what these consequences for him are going to be. But, Mike, he's going to pay. He, may, he already is paying a price. Right. This is embarrassing, guys. Right. Okay? You're at the combine. You're supposed to speak this morning at 1030. Right. Now you got to get on a flight. Come back to, to surrender to the cops. Yeah, you got to turn in. yourself in. This is already embarrassing. So I'm hoping the best for Jalen Carter. But I don't want to dismiss all of the stuff that we're talking about. But at the end of the day... He is a young man that made a mistake, and the mistakes now we're more aware of what those mistakes were that particular night. Is he not as mature as Mike maybe we thought he was? I don't know. We're going to find out. Some team in the NFL is going to give him an opportunity to prove that. And, and what he does once he becomes an NFL player in the league and how he conducts himself, because I got to tell you guys something. If he ends up in Indianapolis, if he ends up with the Detroit Lions, and God forbid he's caught speeding again, now there's a history of all of this stuff that we've known about in Athens, and you go, okay, the kid's got an issue. He, he's, not, he's not mature enough. I don't know if he is, so I don't want to say that about him. But if you're asking me, Falcon fans, if I would take him, if he fell to eight, the answer is a definitive yes. The thing about uh, Jalen Carter, I said this earlier, guys, and see, now I'm already getting guys that are, I'm, I'm dropping you, fucking to follow you on Twitter. Don't kill the freaking messenger. I'm just telling you how some of the national media is going to ch- get into this. I defended Jalen Carter back in December on the Todd McShay article. I said, where's the proof? You did. Prove to me that he's a bad character guy. You're, you're committing character assassination on a guy. You're not providing. Now, as everyone knows, all these draft insiders have inside information from people. So, and, But at the time, I said, what, did he tick off a GA, stuff somebody in a locker? You know, there was nothing that I didn't like the way it kind of was, you know, character assassination. And again, I had no way to defend himself. And then this goes down, and, you know, it's like, whoa. You know, it's, there's some things which leave you kind of scratching your head a little bit. So I've always had every player there is bad. Again, we always said everybody's innocent until proven guilty in this town the way it should be. But this was something I didn't like the way McShay handled it. But now this comes out, and all of a sudden I'm looking at Jalen Carter a little bit differently now. But I still – and I hate to, again, bring it back purely from a football side. He is a, transforma- a transformative talent that would just be unbelievable if this team got their hands on him. No doubt. No doubt. Now, do you think Falcon fans would have an issue with this? I some. I think some always – and some wouldn't. Maybe. Just because of the connection to Georgia, but I, maybe not. Right. I mean, here's the deal. When you get to the league, you do get a clean slate. You do get a chance to kind of start over again. No matter what mistakes you might have made in college, this is like, hey, I'm, get, I'm getting reborn. And, and, Mike, as fans, what do we want the most? Wins. Wins. Maybe somebody comes in and you go, man, I, he's a questionable dude. I get it. But you get a chance to prove to us and prove to the team and everybody across the board that, hey, I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be a distraction. I'm not going to be a guy that's in trouble. I'm not going to be a guy that's going to be causing harm to my team or my teammates. That's kind of how I feel. And and so for Jalen Carter, wherever he ends up, you know, I'd love to have him here, but wherever he ends up, that's the thing that he's going to get. A lot of people, I spoke to a couple of guys at the combine today. This was a fever pitch, guys, because as this news was breaking this morning and people were checking it out, you have all these teams in the top ten that are all interested, right? They're all interested in this kid, and they're like, okay, where does this go? And, Mike, some of these guys I spoke to this morning, they were like, look, this may impact him, and it may not at all. He still may be a top three guy at the end of the day. Once the draft gets here in April, he gets cleared of all of this. It may not have any impact. And then I talked to a guy, and he was like, there are teams that are already backing up and saying, okay, we got to wait to see what happens before right. we make a decision because it puts our team in the limelight. Well, we talked about the Falcon filter years ago under Dimitrov, and they were going up for guys that didn't have any issues or blemishes in their history. And then sometimes you and I have said, fair or unfair, that's not the way you win in the NFL. 
Um, Terry Fano did talk about the right guy and the right fit. Uh, you know, I, th- I think everyone's going to do your, your soul searching on this. Look, we've said this before. We're not trying to get holier than thou. Uh, you know, again, driving fast is something we all have done, something I've, I've got to do a better job of not doing myself. But there's something about, you know, the fact that you were already nailed in Athens, racing on the streets on a surface street, and then now you're in proximity to a player and, a, and a, an administrative person losing their lives. Cullen, some people are going to say that's that's still that might be something they have a problem with. No, listen, Cullen, and, and again, Cullen hits us up. He says, Dukes, this is a serious matter. Trust me. I've been saying that all day, and I've been arguing with people about how serious this is, and people don't want to take it that way. But he says, and I'm not an attorney, and I'm certainly not a DA. I do not know. But he says he could potentially be charged with involuntary manslaughter. I don't know if that will happen. But if it does, Cullen, then they'll have to deal with that. Those are the consequences we're talking about. This is the things that he's going to have to deal with that have affected his draft status. If that happens, then he's falling. There's no doubt in my mind. If that happens, he's got other off-the-field things that he's going to be dealing with, and teams are going to be less, uh, you're going to be more cautious, should I say, to, t- to take a chance on him. If nothing comes of this and he deals with these misdemeanors, tells the complete truth, it all comes out and he says, hey, I screwed up, I think a lot of people in these teams will forgive him and say, okay, we understand you're in a situation like that. Hell, I would have been scared. You would have right. been scared. But at the end of the day, it, we got to wait to see. And that's why I said earlier today, Mike, we got to wait to see what these charges, what, what happens and how the NFL looks at it. He's not in the league yet. If he was in the league, the league would be punishing him right. accordingly. He's not in the league yet. And, again, I'll say this a third time this hour. Don't kill the messenger when you are the defending back-to-back national championships in the era of NIL. There's going to be a lot of media. And, again, they'll have their own agendas. Don't think they don't. They'll have agendas that are involved in how they're going to tell this story and get into some more things which maybe haven't come to light yet. Just to be prepared, Georgia fans. Nobody wants – no one's firing – Carl, you said this last hour. Nobody's firing no. Kirby Smart. No. But I do agree with Tim Tucker. You need to hear from Kirby Smart. He needs to speak about this. Uh, this is, I mean, I, I, if nothing else, just to kind of tell, you know, from a, I don't know, sort of empathy for the whole situation, because right now it seems like, you know, people want a degree of transparency that we hear from Connor Riley really isn't around this program. Yeah, and, and by the way, when Mike says we need to hear from Kirby, that, that's not defending these guys. We need to hear from Kirby about the program and what they're trying to do and how this all transpired and what they knew. We haven't heard any of that, have we? Correct. All right. Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. we got plenty more to get to. Brave spring training continues. We'll get you caught up on the latest there. If you miss Connor Riley, he's coming up in about 30 minutes from now, 35 minutes or so, as we talk to uh, him from Dog Nation today. Very candid stuff from him about this whole Jalen Carter situation and the dogs. Stay right there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the air, right field, hit well, and this one is up and out! It's time for Around the Yard with your 2021 World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Before we get to what happened today at uh, spring training with the Braves, Mike, this is a story we were talking about. Maybe, I don't know, you you had this in Guy Talk a few weeks back. And now MLB is basically setting up the possibility of being able to broadcast the 17 Mm -hmm. teams that may end up losing their rights with, you know, like Dallies and, and what's been going on with the Braves. Excuse me, but Major League Baseball added three executives to its new local media department Okay, as it prepares a possible takeover of local broadcasts. So, again, Bally's and AT&T Sportsnet, the regional sports networks, um, they are in some financial distress. And and the reality is MLB is like, look, we cannot have our teams not on. And some were saying this was a golden opportunity to make everything more easily available through Major League Baseball, through the multiple platforms they, they could put these games on. And how many times, you know, we talked about it, depending on who your cable or your uh, satellite provider is, not everybody has access to Bally, right? We've talked about that. Sure. So there's a chance. And, I'm you know, I'm betting even money base, baseball screws this up. But there is a chance that they could take this thing over and, and make it easier access for everyone. And, the, and there you go. Now, the problem is for teams like the Cardinals, they're going to lose some big revenue. How does baseball – is it just tough luck, Charlie, or how do you you know split up the pie, you know, as far as what you would be making on the ratings, right? Advertisers, advertisers still going to be sold, uh, commercials, etc. Diamond Sports Group, it's a uh, subsidiary of Sinclair Broadcast Group that operates networks under the name Bally Sports. Okay, so they have the rights to fourteen major league teams. And they skipped this $150 or $150 million payment in, in interest payments that was due February 15th. So you're looking at, Mike, these are the teams that Diamond owns, Diamond Sports Group again. D-backs, Braves, Reds, Cardinals, Tigers, Royals, Angels, Marlins, yep. Brewers, Twins, Cardinals, Padres, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Texas Rangers. All will be affected. In some way, shape, or form, right. if this thing doesn't get worked out. And again, for those who don't know, they just think they're just hemorrhaging money, right? That's the problem. And there's nobody to buy it anymore. That's why baseball's got to step in. The big, you know, everyone's kind of already had some of these corporate takeovers in television. So, right, Chris? I mean, that's, is that the story? There's just nobody has the wherewithal to go buy them out. Yeah, so they are in a massive, as Carl said, a massive, massive amount of debt. And the solution right now is for baseball to cover the cost difference between what they're making for their RSN fee, RSN fees because it now comes down to affecting payroll for these teams right. because the teams count on the RSN money in order to dish out the money for the contracts. That's Regional Sports Network is the acronym you're using? That's correct. So there you go. And that is why the Braves were so intent on building the battery. 
Mike, you get your attendance, you get your $3 million, you get all the business and the food and drink and all the stuff that's happening at the battery. That's all revenue, right, right that you're talking about earning, and it allows you to be able to spend the way you want to spend. The TV yeah. deal has never been the reason why the Braves have been no. able to do the things they've done. It's always been about, okay. It was a bad deal in the first place. It was. And now you've got the battery and all the things that they own there, and you've got a great team. The attendance is going to be up. The teams that don't, they're really right. going to feel this. And for those who don't remember, uh, Liberty, this was a, you're on vacay when this went down, but Liberty spun off like a Braves uh, preferred stock and a Formula One preferred stock. But, uh, you know, from what we were told with Alex, you know, I remember I asked him, he said that was kind of above his pay grade, how this would affect them with payroll. But some people would say they're still a part of the equation. But, yeah, it's just something where what I'm saying is if baseball made baseball more available to people, but they won't because they got to make money to recoup everything we just talked about. All right, today uh, it was the Rays Braves spring training. Uh, Yates apparently had a good outing today, Mike. This is a guy mm. that we didn't get a chance to see because of injury. He's going to be a big part of our bullpen, um, you know, as we move forward. But Jesse Chavez, two innings, didn't give up any runs today. He started Kirby Yates. He did throw today through an inning, uh, gave up a hit. But I think he's going to be a guy, again, when we start looking at this bullpen, talking about all the guys that we're going to be seeing, we're going to have one of the strongest bullpens in Major League Baseball. Mark Bowman says that the splitter was looking good, 93 miles an hour. The only pitch that got deposited over the wall was one that was up in the strike zone. So, again, these guys are working on stuff mechanically. And, uh, by the way, Mark Bowman from MLB had another funny line. He said Rosario is hitting the ball hard and also losing balls in the sun. Everything seems back to normal. <laughs> That is funny. So, that is and funny. that was Rosario. Now this is Rosario with his new eyeballs, right? Since they got everything fixed, he's got. He's going to be so much better this year. He's going to be stop it. Was that right, Snip? He's going to be so much better. <laughs> um, but yes, listen, we <clears throat> we know. <laughs> as no, far I should as make fun of Snip. We're both shortly with his hate with uh, all the you know the pollen. As, I, but as far as the outfield, Rosario has always been a, a big question mark. It's not that. We didn't sign him for his outfield ability. We right. signed him for his, his bad man. And in case you are fans of the minor league system, and based on how we talked about all the guys we traded, we know you are, Carl. One of my favorite names in the Braves organization, Chadwick Trump. Catcher. He gets uh, sent down to Triple A Gwinnett. And uh, Blake, Blake Bullerhalter and Royal Ramirez, Brooks Wilson, to a minor league camp. So the Braves right now, 61 dudes in camp down there in Northport. All right. 404-741-0929. Another story today that we have been following um, is an NBA story. And, you know, we didn't mention this. We hadn't had a chance to get back to it. But John Morant, who's one of the most exciting players in the NBA, is accused of punching a 17-year-old boy who was at his house 12 to 13 times um, and then flashing a gun at him during a pickup basketball game. Okay. Now, again, this apparently happened a while back. But this is out there, and uh, reports are out there about job, Mike. I, listen, I don't know if he's going to face charges or not. It's just, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, look, he's one of the big stars in the NBA, and there was a story earlier in February, first week in February, they had an on-court dust-up between the Pacers, and one of his boys was in the stands, and later on, they basically get into a thing with some of the folks associated with the Pacers as they're getting on the bus, and then it was reported that somebody pointed a laser at members of the Pacers. And, laser. And a lot of folks are saying that's a laser sight attached to a weapon, not just mm. someone going a laser. So either way, and then you throw in, first of all, why you got a 17-year-old guy at your house? I mean, what, what are you doing? That's, uh, not, well, you, well, my thing is, listen, and I get it. You know, everybody wants a nice pickup game. Right. But if I'm in the league, like, 
I'm being very picky and choosy. Guys that I've known and played pickup ball with, like everybody's not just playing, showing up and playing pickup ball with guys in the league. Like, My future could be at stake. Now, unless you got the next LeBron or you know John Morant somewhere in the neighborhood in Memphis and you're mentoring him, okay. But this goes back to oh, he mentored him all yeah, right. I mean, you're you're coming out of your own house with a weapon. Why don't you tell the kid to get freaking lost? Hey, get out of here. Scram. Beat it. Get out of here. You're never coming back. You know, I mean, I just don't. And, and the other thing I said this to you earlier. Adam Silver, I mean, you, I mean, you might want to talk to John Morant and say, look, you are a guy that people pay to see. You're a big part of the new NBA that everyone's enamored with your athleticism. And that's, that's why we talk about we'd love to see him someday in the slam dunk contest. So I, I would, you, would you think Adam Silver would have the balls for once in his life to maybe push back on the players and say, you need to sit for a couple days and cool this nonsense? Mike, like their own version of the commissioner's list. Mike, we're, talking, we're talking about gunplay. Bingo. Come on. With everything that's going on in this world today, in this country, Adam Silver, you know, have you got the balls to maybe tell your boy you're embarrassing the brand, you know, protect the brand and sit it down for a week? Yeah, we're going to see what happens. But that story is out there. And, and again, I just look at this and I go, what is what is John doing? What, what is John ja doing? I, I don't I don't understand what you're doing at your own house where you got to feel like you got to put a gun in your waistband and come back outside to what to prove a point. Yeah. And the story that uh, about the Pacers that was out there, we didn't really talk about that much because it was just I was like, oh boy, that doesn't look good. So they, these are you know these are things that uh, you know if, if you are a rising star and look, you and I have spent how many times we've talked about you grow up a certain way and you've got people that you're loyal to. What was your line earlier? As you're moving your way up, you got to cut some people loose. Yeah, as you rise, man, yeah. everybody can't rise with you. I mean, you know, I, listen, it's tough, but sometimes when you get in these situations, Mike, you you want to continue to have the people around you that have had your back. And sometimes you just you can't do that because those people don't have your best interest. And, and you know, it's still about the BS that it used to be about. And it's not anymore. Bro, I'm making, <laughs> I'm making $275 million, right. and I'm about to go and probably make another $300 million. Like, I am not going to screw up my future or my family's financial security over some nonsense. I just, yeah, I know it's, it's sometimes some guys go, well, you got to keep it real. There's keeping it real, and there's just career suicide, and there's just stupidity that Carl just touched on. So we'll see where that goes. Also, I don't want to trigger anybody today because it's been a heavy show with all the Jalen Carter news that's been dropping. There was an article at CBSSports.com that basically said Tra- uh, Quinn Snyder was brought in here to Atlanta to fix the Trey Young problem. Now, we played some soundbite earlier from Trey. This is the first time I heard Trey really kind of sounding more like DeJounte Murray with accountability after how things kind of went off the rails last night in that bad fourth quarter. Yeah, I I liked his uh, his comments. We're going to play him for you in the six o'clock mm-hmm. hour. I liked I like what Trey said. Um, and, and again, this transition, I give him credit. He's right. It's not going to happen overnight. I saw him last night, maybe two, might have been three times over there talking with Quinn Snyder, and he's like, yeah, you know, what are they discussing? Trey's trying to get what Quinn is looking to do, and I think that just doesn't happen when he gets off a plane, Mike does a press conference, and then puts on a a Hawks uniform or, you know, a a pullover. It just doesn't happen that way. All right, coming up, top three at six. We'll get you caught up on the biggest stories. Yes, one of them has to do with arguably the best player in the draft. We'll tell you about it coming up. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.